if I have something I'm passionate about, it's my duty to utilize my platform in a way to, to, to do good, you know? So whenever you feel nervous to do that selfie or do that, maybe launch that course or begin coaching or start a group, it really typically comes back to mindset. I am super excited to have you listen in to this podcast with Kimberly Olson. I will be introducing her shortly, but in the meantime, I want you to listen in for some key pieces here. One, how she uses a level of honesty and transparency with herself to level up and become unstoppable. She has built a seven-figure business. She has grown a huge social media following, and she is someone who has overcome an alcohol addiction. So if you want to really tap into the tactical strategies for building a social media following, and you wanna get those mindset uh, rejiggers to show up unstoppable in your life, please listen in, this is gonna be a good one. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Unstoppable Woman Podcast. I am here with a very special guest, my colleague, Kimberly Olson, who is a social media maven. I don't know if that's how you self-describe, but I thought I would give that to you. And the creator of Gold Digger, and we're going to dig into what that means in a little bit. But one of the, the things that she has, the cred that she has, is that she has over 200,000 social media followers, which is outstanding. And we were just talking about that, updating her numbers because I had <laughs> outdated numbers. And she actually has 75,000 followers on Facebook and 34,000 followers on Instagram, which is just outstanding and amazing. And of course, there are other social media platforms as well. And your reach goes beyond that with your podcast and all of that. So uh, congratulations oh, on that level you. of engagement and reach. And I want to hear all about it and how you started and what your path was and how you built that. I want the nitty gritty. And I think our audience is going to love that because so many of the women that I work with, not only do they have visibility issues, which, you know, is, is a thing, but, a thing. but they also mm -hmm. just don't know like how to show up on social media and I'm interested for myself because we're, we're always growing. I want to learn too. So I'm excited. I'm so excited for too. joining. Yeah. Aww, thank you so much. Well, I love the name of the podcast. Cause when I, you know, people ask like, what was that moment? You know, cause I did not just show up this way. You know, like it's a journey. There's always a story behind it, but I was a stoppable woman for a long time and I always wanted to be an entrepreneur, but just, you know, couldn't quite figure it out on my own and, took a job. You know, I was in corporate America for almost 20 years before I got into entrepreneurship. And I was fortunate enough to have, you know, great salaries, you know, awesome, great income. And when we were pregnant with my second, my girls are a year and a half apart. So it was kind of a surprise. <laughs> Don't drink the water at our house. But uh, we weren't, I wasn't quite ready mentally. I'd postpartum depression with the first one. And we had just built our dream home. We had two new vehicles. I mean, we were living the large high life, right? Paycheck to paycheck, but no one could tell that because that's what you do, right? When you have money coming in. And when I was almost due for my second, 
I got let go from my six-figure job without notice and my whole world crumbled because I was always the breadwinner. I was the one that managed our finances. So instead of laying awake at night because you have a new baby, I was sitting there wondering how we're going to pay our mortgage. And so I did my best. I took freelance jobs. I was running a boot camp in my backyard. Like I was hustling, but I fell into a pretty dark depression. I struggled with alcohol abuse and um, we racked up about almost six figures of debt, including our cars and stuff, but we put everything on credit cards, cash in our 401ks. I mean, it was like hard times. And so I took a job locally because you got to do something, right? To pay the bills. And it was about two and a half hour commute there and back. And about half the income and I would FaceTime into doctor's appointments. I missed my baby's first steps. Like it was the epitome of like mom fail. And my friend kept asking me to do her network marketing business. And I'm like, no, I want nothing to do with that. Well, let, let me tell you, she was very persistent. So I ran into her at an event and she was like, here, try the product. It's saving the children. And I'm like, Oh, save the children. I'm all about saving the children. Like, okay. So I tried the product. It was actually hair care and I loved it. I was like, Oh my gosh, I had postpartum hair loss. Like I was the perfect avatar. So she was smart because she figured out my language was to help people. And I said to her, look, we cut up all our credit cards, but I have one secret American express. So I'm going to put this product kit on here and I'm going to do everything you say for 30 days. If I make my money back, we're in, if not, don't ever talk to me again. So I went hard and I had some initial success, you know, had my first comma check. I was like, okay, this can work. But what happened is stoppable woman. I was still struggling with that alcohol abuse. So what I was doing, and it's in my family on both sides, but I would come home from work and I'm like, and anyone can relate to this. I was like, I just need to take the edge off and have a glass of wine. Well, I'm not like a one glass of wine kind of girl. So I would have another with dinner and another after we can't really like crush your business if you are intoxicated. So this just went on week after week after week. And one day I woke up and I'm like, you have the perfect opportunity in front of you to change your family tree. You can change your story right now, but you keep self-sabotaging and you're destructive and this is not serving you. You've got to let this go. And so ironically, a friend had reached out to me and she's like, girl, you got to talk to my therapist. She's a Reiki healer, life coach, hypnotherapist. Like she's got it all and she's changing my life and you need to talk to her. So I did. Her name's Michelle Thompson. I talk about her all the time and I was her, like I was all in. So I did everything she said. I did the mindset work, the writing, the journaling. And six weeks in August 1st of 2017, I woke up. And in the first time in my life, I woke up positive. I woke up speaking truth. I woke up saying, today's my day and I'm going to crush it. And I'm in the driver's seat and I get to decide what this day looks like. And I get to choose how I'm going to show up. And I remember talking to my husband and I'm like, this is it. Like, I, I, you know, this is what I've been struggling with. And do you hate me? And he's like, no, I love you. Like, you're good. You're perfect the way you are. And it was like, oh my gosh, like, okay, I'm whole. I'm okay. I'm good. And that was um, over three years ago. I've been, I've been in sobriety since then and haven't touched a, a drop of alcohol since. But what happened that day? Can we is, just have a moment? Congratulations. Yes. Oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah. It's crazy. And you keep track of that stuff. You really do. Like the first 30 days is like, you're kind of like, am I going to have, like, is this real? And I had tried different things. Like, it's not like I never tried before. And, um, you know, every, it gets easier and easier. Now I'm just like, oh my gosh, like I will never go back because this is so amazing when you're in it and you're in any kind of addiction, you feel like you have to have that thing and you don't, cause it has such a grip on you. So anyways, after that, when I was able to really work on my mindset, I said, okay, 
I'm going to do this different. Like everyone's cold messaging and spamming and ick, right? And I was like, no, I, I had 250 friends on Facebook and no Instagram in the fall of 2017. And I'm like, I'm just going to start going live. Everyone says go live. So I started going live and I have PhDs in natural health and holistic nutrition. So I'm like, wake up with lemon water. Here's some natural deodorant. Like I had no clue what I was doing, but people started tuning in. And then I was like, let's set a goal. I'm going to be your coach. So I started a Facebook group. And they showed up, they were like all in, they're like, teach us. And I, I started loving that. Like it was the coaching piece. And, the, and then they were like, we have goals. Can you help us with our goals? And I'm like, goals, that's like my jam. So I launched my first workshop in December for $9, $9. I had a couple of dozen somewhere. Yeah. I know. And I remember that money though. I remember going, honey, I just made $300 on a Saturday morning and I need that money. Like with network marketing, it's great. Like I'm a top recruiter in my current company. Like I love being in the trenches, but when you create something yourself, it's like the most empowering, yeah. best feeling ever. But I loved it. Like I fell in love with like helping these people see that they could do it. So in the spring of 27, 2018, I launched the gold digger girl. So I started doing private coaching, group coaching, boot camps. Um, I've written four books. I have a weekly podcast. Um, we just passed a million dollars this year. So we'll do about 1.1 million this year. And I have had about 3000 students go through my, my courses, but it's so cool because I get to see my girls off to school in the morning. I get to be there after I take them to gymnastics. I sleep eight hours a night. I love my life. You know, it's like, wow, I can actually have everything I want, but still take care of myself and my family and really give and serve other people. So I feel like I'm the unstoppable woman now and uh, right. (laughs) And it's such an important conversation to have. And that's why I love, love, love everything that you do. This is awesome. So what's really exciting about what I heard you say was that you, you actually saw the issue clearly for yourself that you stopped, that you stopped actually making excuses and coming up with stories or, or reasons it has to be this way. And you got help. And then in both places, you said this with the network marketing and also the the therapist that you went to, I'm going to do everything that she tells me to do. Mm -hmm. And that is that all in attitude, which I think is essential. I know Mm -hmm. that I, you know, on the one hand, I am that I did that when I, I signed up for master level coaching and like committed and all of that. But there's also an aspect of myself, a part of me that wants to know better, like wants to be the smart one in the room, wants to have figured it out already. Right. Oh, yeah. And so, so talk to me a little bit, cause it's so essential, right? If you want to get to the next level, if you want to, 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 to jump five levels and you're going to work with someone who's done it before has, has some expertise, it doesn't work to say, I'm going to pay you for your expertise, but I'm not going to listen to you. I'm not going to do what you tell me to do. I'm going to like second guess everything you say. So do you think that you were born with that perspective? I'm going to do, I'm going to do what you tell me. Like, is that, it was that something that you were brought up with? Did you have to teach that to yourself? Oh, I I am. I don't like authority. I've never, I'm just like, why are you teaching this this way? Like I, I did, I got, I requested to get off campus as soon as I could in college. Cause I'm like, y'all like, let's go. Like I don't have to do this. So no, but I remember the first coach I invested in, it was 297 or 397. That was a lot of money to me when I first started. Cause we were, we were getting our, our way into debt, you know? And what I remember thinking, Oh, should I spend the money? Should I spend the money? It wasn't the money. It was whether or not I thought I would follow through. 
correct? Like, was it, was I like, was I worth it? Was I worth spending, betting on myself basically? So I think sometimes we kind of go at it that way. Like, oh, do I really need that? Oh, I could just get everything on YouTube, right? But if you actually are at that, like, like the barrier, you're like up against the wall, you're actually feeling that resistance because you could have a breakthrough. And I had done, we'd done a quarter, quarter million last year. And I remember same thing, what you just said, I'm like, I coach this, like, I know how to make money. And something was like, yeah, that's true, but you're exhausted. So let's go learn from someone who knows how to scale, which you know how to scale. Let's go learn from someone who knows how to scale the business, how you can get a flagship program, <laughs> like stop recreating new stuff every month. And luckily someone, you know how it goes, someone tells you about somebody and her name's Kelly Roach. Um, I got into her coaching program in December and we launched in January and had a $260,000 launch. Uh, that's what I made all the previous year. So I got myself schooled, right? But as soon as I got in there, I was like, oh my gosh, this woman is a genius. Like she was in corporate America crushing it, brought those business principles over. It's it's the stuff that stands, stands the test of time, right? I know social media, I know all that stuff, but I don't know about like the real infrastructure and projections and scaling and all that. So I think when you get to that point, maybe you just need to go a little bigger find that coach or mentor mastermind or program to go a little bit bigger. Like think of Tony Robbins and Bob, I'm in a Bob Proctor coaching program. He, he worked for Earl Nightingale, you guys like talk about the OG, right? Like he <laughs> had someone, he grabbed onto his coattails and said, I'm going to learn. He said he would watch people of how they did their presentations to mimic them in his own way. But he's like, I started talking like them, commanding that audience. How do you think you want to be such a great speaker is because he watched the best out there. So I don't know about you, but I'm going to be in a coaching program when I'm 90, like forever. Absolutely. What, <laughs> one of the things that I liked about what I heard you just say was the, the breadth of the type of coaching that you invest in. Like some of it is very tactical mm -hmm. and some of it is, you know, Bob Proctor is a genius on, on mindset, mindset. Yeah. And, and you need I mean, personally, I come from the perspective, well, I used to come from the perspective that you need all the tactical and like, that's, that's a hundred percent of it or eight or even 80% of it. Mm -hmm. But so often people have the tactical, but they don't follow through. They don't actually take the action. Someone could be in this coaching program and not in your coaching program and anyone's coaching program. Mm -hmm. And it could be brilliant, brilliant, um, tactics, but they're not executing because of the inner game. And so yeah. I, I really, I drunk the Kool-Aid and now I teach the Kool-Aid, <laughs> but, but that, that you have to really understand what, like how to move through your blocks and, and, um, really up levels. So what would you say? I, I want to get back to how you built your social media presence, because mm -hmm. I think that's a very tactical thing that yeah. people will love. But it's mindset too, because a lot of it's selfies and, and going live and being vulnerable. Don't yeah, you think? So let's talk about, so let's talk about that intersection between the mindset okay. piece and the tactical piece, because I think, I think that's a really important thing that people, there's discernment there, there's nuance there. Like, when do you have to just show up and do the thing? And when do you have to work through your mindset? So speak to me about like some of the early struggles you have. And then why don't you talk about where you're at now and what are the, the mindset pieces that you have to get in front of right now? Yeah. Oh yeah. We're always growing and there's always a new challenge. So when my saying is hashtag get lit, learn, implement, and take action. 
And one of the things that's so easy for entrepreneurs to fall into this trap of learning and it's education constipation where you almost feel like uncomfortable. The reason why that is, is because you're, you're made to create. We're co-creators. We're made to create. If you're not creating anything, you're going to feel that way. Mm -hmm. So what I do, and this has been a really hard discipline. I have a rule that I don't go to the next module until I've implemented so let's just talk about this in real time. So this week I learned referral marketing where you have a, like I have a free challenge coming up. And then what I do is I open cart during it. It's like the model. Well, the, the referral marketing piece that I learned was you work through your current student base and there's a whole thing that you do. Well, it's new to me. I've never done this in my life. So, you know, right before the group coaching Tuesday night, I was like, oh, I need to announce this to them. So I just go in Canva with a graphic posted in there. I tell them about it, how it's going to roll. I've been bumping my way through this every day. I'm like, oh my gosh, I got it. They're posting stuff. They're getting all these leads. I don't even know what to do with them. You know what? It's okay. It's okay. Like, I'm not going into that next training until I get my feet wet with this, fine tune it, you know, get it going. But if you, if I would just blow through all the modules and know all the stuff, one, I'm going to forget it. Right. But two, if I'm not implementing, that's the entire point of it. Right. So if you're watching something tactical, sometimes, like you said, it's, it's, it's the re like the actual doing it, but sometimes it's like, you don't know how, like, let's say you're learning about a lead magnet and you're like, but what would I make? That goes into mindset because you start to go, well, I don't have anything to offer. Yes, you do. If you're alive, you've done something. And then if you say, well, and if okay. you have, and if you have the standard already that you set, which is I don't go to the next module until yes. I execute on this, which is a brilliant standard <laughs> that. The lead magnet, using your example, that's the thing that you have to execute on. Then you have some urgency. Then, then yes. it's like, okay, now I have to go do that. And, and then your brain comes up, your mind comes up with the ways and the means. Well, it could be this, it could be mm -hmm. this, it could be this. This. You're so right. Your brain does. It goes to work because it wants to go to that next thing because we want to learn. We're, we learn, we grow. Like that's just how we're operated. It's our DNA. So, and I don't know about you, but I love going through like training modules and learning stuff and like, Ooh, what, like I have it on my board. I've got three coaching programs and all the modules and I keep track. Like I can't wait to get to the next one. And I'm like, okay. So it's fun too, because at that pace, um, you never get exhausted. You actually get in, in, inspired. You get fueled by it. You have, it's, it's again, a creative process, but then you start getting results and you're like, okay, oh, hey, like this is actually kind of amazing. So yeah, if it's that, that Facebook live or whatever it is, then it starts to be the mindset side of like, oh wait, like, but what about me on camera? No one's going to want to listen to me. You're going to have to address that. And you know what? no one ever feels like with, whenever I feel really nervous to post or I went live talking about human trafficking, I don't do a lot with like, uh, you know, that I do more very much like business and, and coaching and all that, but sometimes something will come up and I just, I'm divine and obedient. And I was, and I was so nervous to do this video. Like, I can't even tell you this live, but it went viral, it went bananas, but I was trying to tell people this is happening right now. This is what we can do. Guess what? Just by being nervous and doing that, I grew as a person. Like it boosted my confidence to say my audience will rally behind me. If I have something I'm passionate about, it's my duty to utilize my platform in a way to, to, to do good, you know? So whenever you feel nervous to do that selfie or do that, maybe launch that course or begin coaching or start a group, it really typically comes back to mindset. Okay. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. So now talk to me about brass tacks on social media right now. Cause you are, I just deemed you the social media maven. Okay. Know, like, totally like, your hair back. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
So how much time do you spend a day, a week on social media and how do you make it easy for yourself and enlivening and energizing versus like, oh, it's just a thing on my task list that I have to get done and kind of the grind it out um, mentality. Right? Yeah. Well, if you are trying to do all of it at once, you might get burnt out and feel exhausted. So I would recommend tackling one area of content at a time. So when I launched my podcast, I studied all the things and launched it and like became, you know, a student, but I was like, all I'm going to do right now is get this whole podcasting thing down. I want it top rated. Like I want it to be awesome. And then once I got that system down, I was able to layer in YouTube and we've grown that. So I would first say pick one at a time because there's a lot of places to be. Find out where you naturally are hanging out anyway. Like if you love TikToks, I mean, I personally like Instagram reels right now over TikToks because it's easier to go viral. But let's say you love that. You love the 15 seconds. You're super creative. It's working for you. Can you make it? Can you generate leads from it? Yes. I have students of mine that are crushing it. The girl last night was like, Kimberly, I literally can't keep up. I'm like, you need an assistant. But find, go to the Good place you love. problems to have, right? I know. Exactly. I was like, girl, I can help you. Like, let's get so, you but going let's here there for just one second. So I get this idea, like you, you, you do the thing and then you build off of it and you go in, you go quickly, but in incrementally, but quickly. Okay. Mm -hmm. You run the stairs. That's my, like, oh, I love that. Run the yeah, stairs. That's my, my adage. Like run the stairs. It's one step at a time, but you're going to, you're going to do it quickly. Mm -hmm. But what is it? Is it that you have built a team to help you post in all of these places? Because you know, I have a team and it takes, it's like three or four people that are doing, oh, they're, yeah. they're using my content, but they're it's putting a, it out there. Yeah. So can you, can you talk yes. about when you went from it being all you to, okay, now I need someone to help me execute and implement. Yes. Yes. So what I do, and, and we can put this in the show notes, I have a Trello board that where you plan out your whole, like everywhere you're on social media. Okay. So you can just figure out like, what are your topics? What are you going to cover? What's, you know, working that helps me. I do that once a month. But when I, when I hired Anna, my virtual assistant, she's now my full-time operations director. And I have a couple other people that work for me. I knew I needed her help when I was getting stuck by growth because I physically couldn't do it each day. I was working full time the first year. So it was like nooks and crannies in my day. So I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm getting stuck because I literally can't, things are slipping through the cracks. So I brought her on five hours a week, five hours a week. It's crazy to think of where it's gone. But this is what I like to do. I like to learn it first. So I taught myself Facebook ads, you know, funnels, all that stuff. I like to learn it first in the podcast editing. I did all that. And then what, which I don't recommend you should outsource. But what I, what I like to do is get in there myself and, and master it and get it down. And then I say, who can take this? Who can I hand this to? Because Miss Creative here, I need to get onto the next thing and go all in. I can't just keep adding and adding. I mean, how many balls in the air would you be juggling? Yeah. It would be nuts. I think it's a really smart thing. It's it's how I built my business to to a degree up until a certain point. Yeah. But I it was really important in the beginning to get my my hands dirty and understand how the systems worked so that then when I did hire someone. And I could have an intelligent conversation with yes. them. I knew the questions to ask. I could guide people if they were going in the the wrong or opposite direction or, or hitting a wall. And I and I knew it also allowed me to know what questions to ask them. I've yes. seen that work over here because I got my hands dirty and I was in all the like the the weeds and the nitty gritty. Yes. And I know that it is impossible that a company would not have a solution, even if it's a different company 
that because this is how these things work. Like yeah. you have a base level understanding. And yes. I think that's super important. Otherwise, you never know if the people who are working with you, whether the contractors or employees, if it's a limitation in their creativity and their problem solving or a limitation in the the system and the the application or the tool that you're using. So yes. getting your hands dirty, I think is super, super important. And then there becomes a point where that's no longer sustainable. Like if <laughs> you are sense. going to grow, like when we started our podcast, I had someone on my team. I'm like, this is your baby. I'm engaged. I'm not abdicating, right. but I'm, and I'm asking good questions based on my years of marketing and yes. business. But I, you know, just using that same example, and there will be something else in your business where you just, you start with, with someone else owning it. And, and I think that's like how you keep scaling. Um, totally. You absolutely hit the nail on the head. And it also helps with pricing. That's another thing I hear a lot is I don't know what to charge my VA or they're saying this. And when you've done it or done enough of it, you can start to say, like, I, I if my Facebook ads scroll a flat right now, now that I've done it myself and built them, I'm like, I don't want to touch that with a 10 foot pole, pay you a lot of money to do that. So you, you start to see, like, I know how much I make per day on average. Mm -hmm. So I'll ask myself, am I going to really go do that in Pinterest right now? Or should I pay my VA $20 an hour to go do that? Oh, it makes more sense to me stay over here and create and coach. So you actually can start to realize when you make that choice to delegate or not, well, what are, what are you worth? What is your time worth? And it's What's typically, the yeah. What the opportunity saying? cost. What right? is the opportunity cost? And it's typically tenfold, sometimes a hundred times full of what you would pay someone. And also too, where's your zone of genius? Spend the time doing the stuff you love. I love creating and I love being on camera. Like that's my thing. I love writing and I love video, anything like this. And if I'm editing a YouTube video, that doesn't really make sense because it's not my zone of genius. I don't love it. And I want to bang my head against the wall. So yeah, at first, but as far as getting the social media going, start with one and get it going and then say, okay, where maybe someone could create my graphics for my Facebook group. Maybe I don't have to be the one to do that. We have a theme for each day. They have enough to draw from. Let me have someone else do that. I'm going to go over to Instagram and I'm going to learn how to take beautiful photos and use filters and make them look awesome and start to connect with my audience over there because no one can take your selfie. Like, I mean, you can get a photographer, but like, that's your face, right? Or you going live on a video. No one can do your pushups for you. You have to do that. So yes, you, you definitely like get it going. And then when you can hand it off and delegate, because if you want to get to a million, I want to do four or five million next year. There's going to be even more things that I'm delegating, right? At that point, I'm almost just working on my company. I'm not working in it. Uh, a very little amount of time will be in it, obviously. And it's those higher level creativity is where I'm going to spend my time, which is what I love to do. I love it. I love it hundred percent. So going back to social media, what do you think the myths are about social media that you would like to debunk? Like oh that you, like, like you get like all ranty about like, oh, oh, yes. I get really ranty when people, I call it, you need permission marketing. I think that's Gordon wrote that book. When people pitch you something, I see it in LinkedIn all the time. You know, how there's those auto messages. And if it's any of you have them crazy, set up, crazy. it's okay. Like I'm not trying to say, but when I, when I connect and I get it right away, I'm like, that's a bot. That's not you. But when they're like, Hey, Joan or whatever, Hey, here's my email list. If you want to opt in, opt in every week, I send this out or here's my cool video. And I'm just like, hold the train. Like, you don't know if I'm qualified. Am I a prospect? You are what speaking are you my doing? language. Yes. yes. But it's like, they're shooting themselves in the foot. If they would just say, Hey, 
tell me a bit about yourself. And then I do. And then they say, this is what I do. Love to chat with you about that. And I'm like, oh, I'm good. Great. We move on. I refer them. We have a good relationship. We keep, we don't get it destroyed by that first message. You know, I think this is really interesting. I don't have such a problem with bots as long as it's like super, super clear. Right. I have a problem with the, and this happens all the time on LinkedIn, which is like, like reaching out. And then it's like, here, buy my widget. And, and, and even the like, Hey, I'd love to get to know you. We seem to have a bunch of friends in common. Like on the, the, the 50th, actually the 10th version of that, you're like, Oh, this is, I know what this is. I know what this is. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, I think it's an interesting challenge because on the one hand, you know, I built my business on personal contact, making real, having real conversations with people. And it's been, it's actually a a challenge that we're going through right now in the business on the social media side. So I'm interested to, to hear your take on this because as we're scaling, my focus is on creating content for the podcast and building the coaching programs and coaching my ass off and (laughs) (laughs) which you do so well. (laughs) And and there's so much content that we're creating and I'm the genesis of that, Mm -hmm. that I've taken my eye off of the, um, personal touch within the social media. We're mm-hmm. still doing like our lives and our one to many kinds kinds of things, but the the uh I really did build the business on like real conversations, seeing mm-hmm. what people were talking about, engaging in 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 truth. Yeah. And yet doing that is not scalable. Mm-hmm. One, one 3,000, mm-hmm. you can't have that. So people go into this massive outreach and we've made tons of mistakes on this. Like I'll raise my hand and oh, like, yeah, I'm willing sure to say, Oh yeah, that went wrong. That was a bad <laughs> idea. Like, can I give you an example, Kimberly? I don't yes, know. Yes, I would love it. I don't know if, if uh, you have done this or, but I'm sure you'll appreciate it. So um, at one point we realized that someone on my team could log into my Facebook account and send DMs as me to, this was about a year ago, um, to invite people to the summit that we have, or to invite people more recently this year to invite people to, um, these virtual coffees we were having and they were reaching out to people as me. And we thought, Oh, that's scalable. That's brilliant. No, it's not because and I was like, oh, this is so, and I had that, like, I had that feeling in my stomach, yeah. like the niggle, like something's off about this. Like, it seems like a really good idea, but this is not a good idea. Why is this not a good idea? Well, it's not a good idea because it looks like you talking to someone and they've, they don't like you and they've never heard from you before. And you or it's your niece. <laughs> right. Or it's your mother-in-law, whatever. You know? and, and so, I mean, we did all sorts of like, triage and strategy to figure out who to send things to. And finally, I was like, you know, if you want to do this, that's great. But tell people that you've taken, that you are a team member Mm -hmm. taking over my Facebook account for the day, because we're really excited about this. And we want to reach out to you, like just have the the friggin' honest conversation (laughs) about what's going on here. Yes. Otherwise it's like, it, it just was not sitting well. And so we've made a thousand and one mistakes like that. Oh yeah. We did that for a while. And then something weird happened where I was like, 
oh, wait a minute, that's not going to work. It's technically you're not supposed to either. But yeah, oh, we really? did that. Oops. Oh, yeah, I know. No, it's okay. No, yeah. I we did that. And I didn't even know we did it for like, probably the first year. And then one day, Anna was like, I your messenger is out of control. She's like, I want to take it over. I'm like, well, what do you mean? She's like, I want to say this is Anna. So they know I'm the guard dog, like, no. And I was like, I love that. So what we started doing is redirecting. So yes, I want to connect with people, but I don't need to connect with everyone because they're not all my ideal avatar that I want to go to the next level with. So we redirect like, Hey, we've got a great resource here, units tab, whatever. She'll kind of filter. And then she gives me a digest. So she's like, Hey, left all these in your inbox. You need to re personally reach out. Then I'm voice memoing. I'm like, Hey, I mean, every day I'm in my messenger. It's, it's a big commitment, but I can tell you I'm positive. That's why I have such a loyal invested audience and why you do as well, because you, you did build that foundation through that initial one-on-one, -on -one. but I'm spending time with the people who she's vetted out. And then this has really helped us a lot. And I, I learned this from Kelly is my coaches. I have four coaches that work in my program. They reach out from their own accounts to yeah. our new students, our new people. Hi, I'm Kimberly, one of Kimberly's coaches. I'm going to be working with you. And it's like, Oh, okay. Kimberly's approved this person. It's not the same because they want me, right? But then it becomes like, well, you're not as, ooh, I have to get in your programs to access you. Oh, then they're more likely to get in the programs. If they want private coaching, they pay a premium for it. And I don't coach privately, coach a lot of people. So it's actually, instead of going that grassroots, that's what I did to get started. How do I keep going there? You find your, your ways to have that high touch where you can, but yeah, it's, you are limited. I mean, we, we can only do so much. So I think that's why live video is so important. That's why, you know, anytime you can do a free challenge and get in front of them and just love on them, keep showing up and let them know that you're there. That's why consistency is so important. They will feel, they'll feel connected with you. And I get You probably get this in messenger all the time. I feel like I know you I feel like my twin right? Oh, I feel like you're, I can't wait to meet you and just hug you. And that's the power of what you can build. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> so now you said you worked in corporate previously, and I know that there are a lot of people who do work in corporate, have day jobs. Did you always have that entrepreneurial spirit? Yes. So when I was little, I remember I must've been first grade. I don't think I was kindergarten, but I had a neighborhood club with like folders and you had to come to the meetings at the picnic table to get your folder. Yeah, I don't even know what the club was, but it was like for the neighborhood kids. And I was just always like, I used to make bracelets and sell them. I started working after school every day when I was 14 and to pay for college and start prepping for that. Um, so kind of learned that right, right off the, the get go. And, um, I, I just always, I've always done stuff on the side, consulting, you know, all of that. So definitely it just took me a long time to kind of figure it out, you know, and I think sometimes people look like overnight successes. They never are. There's always years in the making. I mean, look at Rachel Hollis. See, if you hear her real story, I mean, no one knew who she was for 10 years, you know? Mm -hmm. So like whoever you're seeing out there, if you're just seeing the good stuff, they need, they need to show you a little bit behind the scenes because there's always a story. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So what do you think success is based on? I always say it's tenacity, grit, and perseverance. And, you know, you do need to have something you're passionate about. Like when you find your thing, like your zone of genius, you just love it. Like Les Brown talks about this all the time. There's a dream planted in your heart. That's divine. That's from God. So like if you feel unease or you just feel demotivated, you're not tapping into that. You're not listening to it. And when you clear out the clutter and face your demons and whatever those are, like I did with the, with the alcohol addiction, when you clear that out, you actually can hear. 
you can get this, this divine intuition telling you yeah. this is your next step. I mean, I couldn't tell you what I'm doing next year. <laughs> like I will literally be like, team, guess what? We're launching this new program. And they're like, what? Like I, I just, I'm, I'm so able to hear it. But I think success is where you get to choose how you spend your day. And every day you go to sleep at night knowing you made a difference. Like when I pass away one day, I know for a fact there's going to be a lot of people that are sad and they're going to go, oh my gosh, like, I'm so glad I met her because she made my life diff- you know, better. And that, that makes me sleep really good at night, but it also allows me to have the energy to be the light for other people. Because right now, more than ever, we need that. We need those pillars. We need that strength. We need someone showing up going, come on, let's rock today. And, and you get to be that person when you found that thing that lights you up. Yeah, absolutely. So success is based not on, not just on the tenacity, perseverance and grit, but on that spiritual DNA, on Mm -hmm. that thing that like tapping, yeah, tapping into that mm, the divine call. Yes. And you know it, you know it when you, you're like, that's it. (laughs) You know it. Now my experience with it is that I know it, that's it, but that doesn't mean that it's smooth sailing every day, (laughs) right? Money falls from the sky. Like I think people have this misconception that like when I find my thing, there's no more challenges or growth or work or um, not that I'm advocating for struggle. Cause I think you can, you can move through the challenges and the growth without the struggle. I think that mm-hmm. that's an art and you learn that along the way. Um, but you know, we both, we both landed on the, this podcast interview and we're both laughing before we started the, the, the recording. We're like, you're like, I'm a hot mess. I'm like, I need to get my thing off of the printer. Like, like, and, and it's not that things are falling apart, but like it's busy and stuff's happening and it's not mm-hmm. all like, you know. Hearts and flowers. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I say rainbow, uh, uh, rainbows and unicorns, but they might. It's idea. not just yeah. rainbows and unicorns. Yeah. yeah, it's not at all. And you know. And that's where having, the perseverance, the grit and the yes, tenacity comes in. Yes. And having, having a company and having real people that work for me and they're using that income to pay for their families, like the responsibility is higher. But what I'll say that I started working on last year, because as my audience grew, the haters come out. And what I learned, someone gave me this great advice. He said, when he started becoming more successful is he would track the amount of time he would be down when something would knock him. So like if there was a hater or something happened, he said that that time got shorter and shorter and shorter. And I started paying attention because I had shared a struggle with depression, anxiety, pretty much in check now, but before I would, I would be out for like days if something would happen. And now it's about five to 10 minutes. I mean, I'm talking ugly stuff if it comes up, which is rare, but if something comes up, Within 10 minutes, I'm like, no, I don't have to own that. I led with a pure heart. If I need to apologize to someone, I will. No, absolutely not owning that. And I'm going to dust myself up and get up because I've got lives to change here, people. But five, 10 minutes, that's very healthy. It's okay to feel that way. And if you're like, oh gosh, five to 10 minutes sounds like a dream. Make it your goal. Make it your goal that you bounce back and get into that place that feels really good to you as soon as possible. Because once you kind of get that down, that's a really good discipline. And it's also a a sign of self-confidence where you're like just owning who you are and feeling really comfortable in your skin. What I love about what you said, and, and it is, it is a practice and it's, it, and it, and it can happen and you can get there. But what I love about what you said was, I don't have to own that, or I need to say, I'm sorry. Right. Like Mm -hmm. there are times like there's this, there, there needs to be a level of honesty and transparency and self-awareness. So if you have done something that's off, you own it, you clean it up as quickly as you can. Okay. Mm -hmm. And 
uh, there was a time and and I have made mistakes over and over and over again. Okay. <laughs> Me too. And, and like, seriously, like many mistakes. And, and there's this one woman who I love dearly, who I keep making a mistake with, like something <laughs> cosmic about it. Like I, I, I just keep, I'm like, oh. the little witness is, is like, now why does that keep happening with her? And it just, it's like, it's been a year with like foot in mouth, foot in mouth, foot, like we made that same, how did that happen? Right. And, and and I, you know, it's, it's confusing and flummoxing, but you have to laugh about it also. And you can't let it make yourself wrong and bad and go into guilt and shame and into your hidey hole and no visibility and stopping everything. So yeah, I really love what you said about like, okay, I need to discern in this moment. Is this something that's their stuff? And is this something that's my stuff? Mm-hmm. And if it's my stuff, I need to clean it up. You know, yeah. and, and, and also, then how quickly can you clean it up and move on from it? And move right? on. Yeah. It's owning, it's taking ownership, but you'll also find a lot of times on social media, but coaching, sometimes you need to say, I, I hear you are upset about that. And I'm sorry you feel that way. And I just had yesterday, someone commented on, I said, true or false. Your outer world is a reflection of your inner world. Total Bob Proctor. And some girl was like, don't even go there. And she was going crazy. And I thought, wow. And I thought there's a story there, but I don't have to own her response. I'm totally allowed to post whatever I want. We can have a discussion about it. I'm sorry you feel that way. Because she was upset that I posted it. I was like, wow, this is my wall. So I'm going to post whatever I want. But, you know, sometimes you're going to have that happen. And it's to say, people are allowed to have their opinions. And so are you. And you are allowed to have a voice. In fact, you need to use your voice and be that pillar and strength, you know, that the strength of being a woman and being the unstoppable woman, because we need that. Like we need more people like us to say, this is who I am. This is what I stand for. And I'm going to shout it from the rooftops and hopefully inspire other people to do the same. Absolutely. Now, do you ever not respond to people? Like, like let people have their, their feelings, but not, not engage. Oh, I always do. And I think it's just like the teacher in me. So what I'll do is, for example, if they say something, you know, that's just inappropriate, I'll say, like, I had someone, she but was like, like, but like this woman who you just gave the example of, oh, yeah, right? like, yeah, I will. just like, okay, that's their stuff. Yeah, I yep, I will. And I'll just say, oh, yeah. And that actually that one, I was like, you know, I'm going to hide this comment because it could take this whole feed in the wrong direction. It was one of the first, sometimes I'll just leave it and let people have, of course I want them to have their opinion, but it was like kind of the tone of it was very negative. You don't have like, so people message me, someone said this really horrible thing about my product. Like if they're network marketing, what do I do? I'm like, you delete it. And if they do it again, you block them. Like you don't have to let people be like that in your space. Like it's still like your own little real estate on social media. Very interesting. I love that. I love that attitude. <laughs> I mean, I do that. Quite frankly, I get a lot of men making comments. And, and because of my first name, this is kind of a funny, but because of my oh. first name, they tend to all come from Arab speaking worlds. Even though, even though I'm not of Arab descent, my, my name is from that region. And okay. So I get all these like, you're so beautiful. I love you. You're amazing. And, you know, the best was what best, worst. I don't know if you, how, how you want, how you want to, to see it, <laughs> but like someone sending a picture of like a woman with a, um, an Uzi. Right. And like in, oh. in a, in the, the, um, okay. a burka. Yeah. yeah. And, and I was like, I'm so clear, like block, 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 <laughs> block, block. Right. And like not allowed in my space. No. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, sometimes they slip through and I don't see them or whatever, but uh, 
I, you bring up a good point because that's a, a mental block for people when they go over to Instagram or a new place. They're like, there's all these men messaging me. I'm like, then uh, don't follow other male accounts and block them. You will start to build up this female based if that's what you want. And it, it works every time when people are like, okay, but I think that's an excuse people will make up. And it's like, no, you get to choose what this looks like for you. And you don't have to honor or hold any of that in your, in your online space. Absolutely not. That's a good point. And, and I think, I think there's a deeper thing here that, that should be, we, we can explore a little bit that I think is important, which is the underlining mindset that we have to take care of other people. Mm-hmm. Or, right. Like, or that, own their junk. Yeah. Right. Or, or that we have to protect their feelings mm-hmm. that we're responsible for their feelings. Like, am I a bad human being because I'm blocking men from the middle East? Mm-mm. You know, is no. that racist? I had to, I had a moment where I was like thinking about it. Actually, they're all hitting on me. This is not racist. This is about mm-hmm. like how I want to spend my time. It's okay. Right? Yeah, it is. And it goes back to your heart, right? You are a servant leader. You want to, if your energy is being taken away by someone, then it's your responsibility to protect your energy with everything that you have. So you're like, bless and release. What should we call it? Block and release. Right. Totally. <laughs> Block and release. I love that. Bye. Yeah. Bye, Felicia. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <sighs> and I think that's, I think that's, that's a challenging one for, I think it shows up on social media. I think it shows up in client coaching relationships. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I, I don't I coach women from many different industries, but uh, oftentimes they're, they're coaches themselves. And there's questions on like needing to take care of clients. And I'm really big on personal responsibility. And it's mm-hmm. not yeah. that I won't m- meet you and support you and help you. Like I'm a very, um, all in kind of person when I'm, I'm coaching someone, but I'm also not available for your drama and I'm not mm-hmm. available for you crossing boundaries. And, and that, and what's interesting is that when I first started coaching six, seven years ago, that happened so much, right? Like I, like I didn't have any, I, I really thought that I had to do it all right. Mm-hmm. And do it all because it's the them. conditioning. I mean, that's how I was raised to be a good girl and be quiet and you don't complain. And you know, I, I remember there was this client, it was 11 o'clock on a Saturday night. And she's like, I need you to respond. I go, you just texted me on a Saturday night at 11 o'clock. I will not be responding to this. I'll get back to you when I get back to you. And she still continued to coach on with me. It's like, she needed someone just to yeah. show her there's boundaries. Like if, if I don't teach her that, then she's going to, she's going to keep doing each other's, but she's also needs to learn how she needs to be treated. You know, it's like we actually, have a duty. it's actually a sign of low self-esteem for, for the, the individual. That makes a lot of sense. That actually makes a ton of sense. (laughs) Yeah. And what's interesting is when you start showing up and this is whether you're coaching or you have clients in, in different industries, it's any sort of client, uh, service professional relationship, or even in, uh, love relationships, romantic relationships that you, if you stop showing up available for something, it will stop showing up in your life. Gold. I just got chills. That's yeah. so good. And I mean, it's the law of vibration. It's the, you know, it, it, it's who you're being. And it's absolutely like, I just don't have those kinds of clients anymore. You know, it's so funny. I someone was just saying, Oh, I keep getting this money objection. And I'm like, I was same space. And I was like, I never get that ever. I don't understand, but that's why, because a long time ago I worked on that where it was like, no, this is worth every penny. And this is why, and spent that time. Well, why do you think I never get that objection anymore? Yeah. That's that exactly why. So you can yeah. use it in any area of your life. 
Absolutely. Because oh, awesome. you're not available for it. It's no longer in your worldview of who you are and yeah. how the world works. It's like you are so clear. This is who I am. Mm -hmm. And then that's what shows up. Now, what's interesting is like, it's an, it's an iterative process. Like you're always seeing things show up and not everything <laughs> is rainbows and unicorns. So when, when the big rain cloud comes, you're like, Oh, how, how am I showing up? Why is that coming into my life? Mm -hmm. What do I need to do to be at cause and change that? So, yes. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, okay. Back to social media. Cause I'm really, I'm like, I want to pull out as much <laughs> little goodies and nuggets from you. So if let's ask this in a three-part question. Okay? okay. So what would you do? What is the, the, like the, the, the biggest game changer right now on social media and here's the three-part question for the person who's just starting out, has like mm -hmm. very little following, someone who's been, has a moderate following and someone who is like you or above and has this like huge following. Yeah, so absolutely. What would you say? And are those all three the same or are they different for the different levels that people are at? I think that there's some, you know, common themes as far as the growth, but I would say if you're new, I would pick one piece of signature content that you're going to become awesome at, and you're going to focus on planning it out, promoting it ahead of time. Once you get it released, sharing it, you know, everywhere, it could be your podcast. If you want to go the podcast route, it could be for me, it was Facebook lives. That's my number one reach place of reach each week is a weekly Facebook live, but it's at a certain time same time, same day. So I can promote it ahead of time. Everyone knows it's happening. You can send it out an email. I love text texting reminders, but it could be every week you release a new YouTube. I would figure out where do you see yourself creating content? And the nice thing is with podcasts, if you're like, well, I don't know about the whole visual, then you can pre-record too. You can pre-record if you feel more comfortable with that in the live audience. If you're like me and you just totally love live and you, you interact and engage, live video would be great for you. But I would figure out a piece of content and then I would spend the entire week working around promoting that piece of content. Get really good at the one thing, because if you can become known for something, you get clear on your messaging. What's that content? What audience are you targeting? What's the purpose of it? And then what's the path? Like, don't just create a video to create a video. Are we going to offer a lead magnet? Are we going to get them into a Facebook group, pop them into a challenge? What is the goal of, of this weekly piece of content you produce? And spend a lot of time on it. Not all day, but write it out. Like, don't just go, you're in your car and like, Hey guys, I had a thought, you know, like it's really like show up on purpose, show up like a boss. And when you start to force yourself to elevate a little bit, you actually will attract the exact people you want to work with. It'll be magical. You're just going to be like, Oh my gosh, it's totally working. So if you're new, I would say find your one thing. If you are intermediate, I would say get some help, <laughs> get a VA. That would be like, just say, okay, what are the things I'm doing every day that I don't need to be doing, right? What is something I can get off my plate? Because you're probably in that spot where you are stuck a little bit with the growth, like what happened to me because you don't have enough hands on deck. So I would get some help and then see what you can have them take over with the social media. Is it them replying to comments? You know, there's certain platforms you can use to kind of have them interact for you. And the third level, if you're just like, I feel good, I'm making the money, I've got it going on. I would look at scaling, which is what you teach, but I would say, okay, out of everything I've done so far, you know, what can I clean up? What can I be, get to be more efficient? Don't necessarily launch something else or get onto another platform. Really do an audit and say, okay, what's working right now? What isn't? Where's my quality of life? 
like if you're like crushing it with content, you might be exhausted. Burnout could be coming. You got to say, okay, what can I do to automate this? But where you're still high touch and spending the time doing the things that you love, like we talked about, making sure you've got a good infrastructure for your staff, like get your staff where you need them to be. Because I'm telling you, if you can get them to buy into the vision and they, they're, they're aligned with the mission, they're going to be your little soldiers out there, but that's going to allow you to 10 extra results. And that way, every month you don't start at zero. You're not like, what am I creating this month? You've got reoccurring revenue coming in. You've got that flagship program. And then you can just go from there. Love it. <laughs> love it. Love it. Okay. Before I ask my last question, mm-hmm. where can people find you and tell us a little bit more about like the path that they should follow if they want to uh, do more with you? Yes. So I would say if you're on Facebook, find me on Facebook, the gold digger girl, it's G O A L. It'll come right up and then like it. And that way you get notified when I go live, I go live every Monday at one o'clock central. And then if you're on Instagram, same thing, the gold digger girl, I release two new YouTubes every week, two podcasts, blog posts. My blog is the gold digger girl. So whatever, wherever you like to, however you like to digest content, I'm probably there. And that's across everywhere. Twitter, LinkedIn, you can find me at the gold digger girl. Fantastic. Okay. So go check out her stuff. She's a wealth of information. Okay. So my final question, which I love and I'm curious about what, what your answer is going to be. What, what makes you an unstoppable woman? That's a really good question. I love it. I would say what makes me an unstoppable woman is that even though there are struggles and challenges, like I have a, a very strong little blessing. I mean, I haven't slept straight through. My husband was like, go stay in a hotel and get a night's sleep and work on some content. And like, he was a gift. That was the first night of sleep I've gotten in like this whole year. So even though there's challenges and we have online learning and we had the, the pandemic and global, all of that, I still every day get up and I'm the light for my people. Like, I don't care if right before I come in live, Elisa's screaming has a meltdown. I come in and I show up. I'm still real. And I'm like, hey, don't, you know, don't worry about the noise there. But I still show up. And I think when you can become that consistent and reliable, like the sun is rising, it's on a setting, then what happens is, is you start to, you build your self-confidence, but your subconscious mind also is bought in. And my subconscious mind is bought in. And every day I'm like, oh my goodness, today's going to be amazing. What can I do to impact others? And, you know, and and really, I feel like working through others is really how we're going to change this world. I really do. And so being an unstoppable woman is all about showing up, being intentional and, and being super consistent and rocking your mindset. Absolutely. hundred percent. And what I heard there was that you didn't use the word, but, and, and correct me if I'm, I'm wrong here, but it's keeping commitments to yourself. Yes. Do it. Right? Even though you don't feel like it, you still do it. Yes. Yeah. Like that's huge. It, it's, uh, it's so huge because it builds mm-hmm. self-trust. It builds worth. And you know, your kid might be screaming, you know, the other day, I was doing a private retreat with um, some some of my high-level mastermind people, and my beautiful, amazing dog starts peeing all over the house. <laughs> Sorry, you know? it's not funny, but I can relate because my it's, kids are little. <laughs> it's like, like, really, is this happening is right now? This is happening right now. Right? Like, I've got the dog walker. I thought it was good. I thought we had that. Like, why is this happening? Yep. And it was like, okay, let's not miss a beat. I did look over there and go, what the, what the F and F, right? Um, but I, I said, talk amongst oh. yourself. 
I need to handle this. This I'll be back in 10 minutes. And like, nothing stops you. Nothing like it it was a drag and we're working out potty training and all of that. (laughs) But you know, there are things that, that, you know, regardless of what's going on and that's kind of a cute and silly um, example, but there have been times where, you know, the health issues come up or the business mm-hmm. come up and keeping that commitment regardless is a big thing. And then you also obviously have to look at, right, do you have too many commitments? Going right. back to your thing about like, pick your lane, pick that yes. one place on social that you're doing your thing and mm-hmm. keep that commitment. So brilliant. Yeah. brilliant. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you I for having me. A blast having you on Kimberly and let's do it again. And thank My you for pleasure. all your golden gold digger <laughs> nuggets. And that's a wrap. Okay. Thank you. Hey there, my friend. Do you resonate with what you just heard? Then head over to our free resource page and get more of our good stuff, including our free Unstoppable Woman playbook and money breakthrough system. You'll find that and more at theunstoppablewoman.com slash free stuff. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe and I'll see you in the next episode.